0: This episode of The Third Gallon Podcast. This mayonnaise does not spoil. That's right. (laughs) after saying goodbye to Durgamir. Uh, but you, yeah, you were able to get through uh, and Durgamir he stayed behind. He felt a very strong connection to what was going on there, helping the families move through and he felt a calling to to stay behind. And you left him uh, to continue on your way to Kaidwen. The intrepid crew take a moment to hone their skills. Uh, and what we're gonna do today is a little bit different. We are probably gonna get back to playing. We're going to take some time to do downtime
1: and stock up on gear can i buy drugs <laughs> no i don't want to buy drugs for nug we're doing some downtime
2: this ain't no <laughs> god dang mayonnaise At miracle that's Imp. miracle Imp. <laughs> now
0: cats like sleeping and resting on intersections there are many stories about magical animals but really apart from the dragon the cat is the only known creature which can absorb the force no one knows why a cat absorbs it and what it does with it an excerpt from blood of elves by andre Sapkowski. i'm sad today guys oh really why mike is not here Oh. You know that that guy we haven't really mentioned on the show.
1: Are we supposed to be sad about that? (laughs) I do miss Micah. I can't taunt him on air now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad he got to to come on the show though.
0: Although I gotta say, I'm not sure how it will come out in the edit, but... I just, I could feel you fighting your inner <laughs> troll, Jacob, <laughs> oh uh, my God. wanting to just...
1: <sighs> I, fought, I did good, though. I fought it for the most part. Yeah. There was like a, like a line or two, if I remember correctly, but we veered away from the confrontation and I didn't bring it back up because uh. I'm a good friend and I care about Micah and keeping our episodes uh, short. <laughs> because not That's even right. a
0: week later, I mean, like, it's a kind of an active thing anyway, but like you posted something about Tremors on the Discord. When the ammo
1: is gifted to me from above, I have to share it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying. Watching a series and finding out that Tremors 4, in fact, has Cowboys and happens in Cowboy times, I can't avoid not using that. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know, but boy, I just I the he, you send it to him while he was at work, and he was just so visibly upset.
2: <laughs> Not I, I love at it. Work. I love how much this man <laughs> responds to shit. Micah is the kind of guy who gets in arguments on Reddit.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's. That's not,
0: I mean, he doesn't cause I've been to his Reddit page, but or at least last time I checked, he doesn't really get into arguments on Reddit, but like he <laughs> is the kind of guy who
1: would.
2: The thing is he's got us on discord, I so he know, doesn't have time. Not
1: arguments, but like a specific argument I could see him having has like a, a uh, hill that he dies on. Yes, there we go. But yeah. like a hill, not one of those people that goes on there to argue, but if he saw this one specific thing,
2: you mean like Obi-Wan being an outlaw? Sixty different snaps over the course of an hour, trying to go through an entire essay.
1: Mike it was Qui Gon being a lawman. I thought. I think that it was both. Listen, uh, we, we don't, don't want to. Talk we, about we don't want to upset the Mica fandom. So let's let's stop Micah fandom. Fight me, <laughs> <laughs> Micah fandom. Micah fandom. You know what you asked. She detects the whole Micah fandom right now. I.e., Mica. Uh. <laughs>
2: no, that's just his wife. Oh. Uh, maybe his kid. I don't Micah? know. Uh. I, I wouldn't fight his kid.
1: So toddlers are
0: ruthless. The down. So the downside to uh, the way we record the show is, (laughs) you know, we, we end up recording a lot in advance and it's paid off for us because we have, aside from in between seasons have not missed a week. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Except for an intentional break. It's Mm -hmm. been close sometimes. It's been very close, but we've
0: been, (laughs) we've been good. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the downside to it is we've gotten some responses to a banter. We did quite a while ago at this point in terms of listening. Uh, uh, a while back before i think micah was on the show we talked about different games that we wanted to play yeah yeah um and i also around that time made a post on our third gallon twitter account showing off some books on my shelf it wasn't (laughs) just rpgs it was also like some campaign settings and like adventure modules or whatnot um but like fit to crit on twitter uh showed us just another beautiful shelf full of books yeah He's got, like, 5e, Pathfinder 2nd oh. Editions, Y-Hander, Scum and Villainy, Blades in the Dark.
1: Have you shown pictures of our shelves yet or just pictures <laughs> of our dice on the uh, YouTube?
0: I did the... I, did the um,
2: I think that's only on the socials, not YouTube yet.
0: Yeah, on oh. YouTube, we did uh, the pictures of that. the dice. On our social media, I took pictures of the books themselves, but I didn't oh. take pictures of them on the shelf.
1: We could do shelf pics. That would be fun. We should yeah.
0: do shelf pics. Yeah, shelf where it didn't happen. That's
1: Show right. us your rack.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Shelfies.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, fit to crit also said he was uh, looking forward to breaking out the the starter set. And hmm. that's a cool game. It's a newer, I think, fantasy game that Free League's published. I think, if I remember right, people will correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it is a... Um, an older game that they've like revitalized or done a new edition of. Uh, I don't remember right, uh, but Freely free league publishing <laughs> that I Jeez. think it's D20 based. It looks amazing.
1: <laughs> I just tried to look it up and because of my horrible spelling. The top result is RPG Subaru.
0: <laughs> we had that. That was in the ice cutting village. No. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And another person. Uh, Fuck. Uh, Garbus on twitter i hope i'm pronouncing that right probably not uh said that they're preparing to run forbidden lance
2: <gasps> hell yeah. yeah
1: listen listen all of our lovely audience out there enjoy this time before we make it big where we can respond to <laughs> each individual post
0: uh <laughs> one person wrote us an email actually uh an email friend mm-hmm. of the show big fan carrie uh wrote us an email about hi about a, 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 a bit of an embarrassing story he, he had, but I asked him if I oh, could share it.
1: This is the one about yeah. Sandy call of Cthulhu's son. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, basically, oh uh, I, I'll paraphrase the email he sent us, but, um, uh, he said that ba- he had a, just started his like career as a, like a programmer. And this guy approached him at his cube. Um, and he didn't know who he was. Uh, he was, but that he was like a game designer. He worked in some sort of game, like PC game shop, I think. Um, and he introduced himself and asked if he'd ever played pen and paper RPGs uh, and wanted to know if he was interested in playing Call of Cthulhu at his house that weekend. And Carrie was like, yeah, that sounds great, but I've only played it once back in college. I don't remember the rules. Do you know the rules well? And this guy looked at him, like just looked at him a little strange. And he nodded his head, said, yeah, I know the rules. And then told him to hide in place, left. And then he went out to lunch and he came back and there was a copy of of Call of Cthulhu on his desk. And when he looked at the cover, he remembered that the guy he was gonna be playing with, like that came up to him had a interesting first name. What was it? And then he thought to himself, oh yeah, his name is Sandy. Uh the TLDR is he asked the guy who created Call of Cthulhu. If he knew the rules if he knew the rules (laughs) to it. (laughs) And that's such an awesome story. Thank you for sharing it with us, Carrie. Uh,
2: Thank I've, you so much. I I, sh- I assure you that we're going to do even stupider stuff on this show. Absolutely. We already have. Come on.
1: I love to meet the people who made the games that we played simply because I have rules questions.
3: <laughs> Jacob, you'd spend need- the whole conversation <laughs> can
0: in can rules. Can you imagine because we come from Pathfinder First Edition and Pathfinder First Edition is oh legendary
1: for like you endless just, form threads. You can either yeah. dig through the rules or make a gut call.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gut call, please. I Wouldn't love you it.
1: <laughs> love because like there's like endless form
0: threads threads of unresolved things in the game to this day. Wouldn't you love to just go up to like Jason Bullman with like a list of these posts and be like I need answers now.
1: Closest thing we'll get to getting rules answers is James Jacobs but apparently that's controversial in and of itself. What did he do? is that? Well he just answers questions and a lot of people treat his answers as law. But honestly, it's just a guy who helped make various parts. His answers are not... They're not in the book, so they're not law. And some people, when you say, but James Jacobs said this, they're like, I don't care what James Jacobs said.
0: Oh, you know what's sad is like Pathfinder. (laughs) It's... So Pathfinder was kind of viewed as a improvement and fix upon D 3.5 yeah, yeah. D 3.5 is funny because it's like a mid-gen upgrade for a game yes was considered to be an improvement and fix upon D 3.0 yep so it's just like how many how many layers of fixes have why why things still not make sense hey
3: in the witcher if you give an a patch drop to an item you can't do it again or it breaks like, you can only do patch, two patches. What, 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 so uh, they just over oh, it. Oh, they
1: overpatched it. Uh, oh. Whoo, that oh. is good. I didn't see where that was going for a second there. But yeah, that's, that's why that's you, good. you need to let the woman finish. I let her finish. You can only patch
3: something twice, and it gets broken otherwise. That's why it's second that's edition. That's why exists. sometimes Pathfinder is borked.
0: That's why I'm actually interested. I'd love to try second edition someday, because oh. it is a big departure. Yeah, it's not a an in, in a uh, incremental
1: upgrade, according to the people who praise it. It's a very good meeting point between Pathfinder and D and D.
0: But another thing I wanted to respond to uh, another another fan submission is our good friend Hans loves D and D on Twitch. Oh, that Hans, guy! Yeah, made yeah, us boy! Eh, Some
1: fan art. No, I'm choking. I'm going to beat I'm you joking. to death. No, I'm just. I am going to beat you to death. I realize Hans barely has spoken to me a or I can't do that hans you're great (laughs) uh
0: but he made us some fan art uh it confused jacob quite a bit when we first saw it so i'd like to share it Uh, real quickly i'm just on the
1: screen here i'm just not creative okay uh it's not hans's fault that you're stupid listen it there were some i will no you're dumb you're dumb
0: okay so what you're looking at here is uh in the in the chat when we (laughs) ever we hang out with hans on our streams we have the eye which is inf with you know the eye patch and the single eye and also Mm -hmm. i in the name he he yeah which was
3: not intentional by the way
0: the horns is the goat goat horns because nug well originally had just a goat medallion a goat medallion Mm -hmm. medallion. it was called the white goat lovingly
1: make him the white bear now no, he's still the white goat. Okay. Does he wear both medal No, he's well, the other just bears no. have claws. Yeah. The white claw? No. That sounds way too cool.
2: <laughs> no. Okay. This is white cub.
0: <laughs> A, I was just trying oh. to make him an alcoholic beverage.
2: Little puppy. Hey. hey. Yo, puppy.
0: Uh, and then we got the wings because of Viverwyn, the wyvern. Viverwin,
2: the white wyvern.
0: So maybe this is the new logo for your unnamed uh, adventuring party. I I wish we could respond to this stuff on air whenever it came in, but sometimes you have to record a month in advance or you'll miss an episode. (laughs) Boy, it's come close. Yeah. 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 There's nothing like cramming a uh, two-hour-plus recording session on like a weekday night
1: Mm -hmm. out of fear. That's happened oh my God! Yeah. Yes, it has. <laughs> don't worry. There were still good episodes. Still balling. We don't make bad episodes on the Third Gallon podcast. But yeah. This mayonnaise
0: does not spoil. That's right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this ain't no god dang <laughs> mayonnaise. That's Miracle That's Miracle, miracle. <laughs> So I don't know if we've mentioned him, but that was from our good friend Micah. Oh, we should have him on the show. Yeah, sometime. we should maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's kind of a jerk. Uh, Man's obsessed with
1: cowboys. I feel like he'd fuck it up. Too many cowboys.
0: So I know this banter's probably already gone on a little bit, but in the spirit, the spirit of sharing... Like the horse. No. In the spirit of sharing things with our fans, I was going to ask you guys, uh, we talk about our games and our adventures in other systems and like where we come from a lot, and we reference Mm -hmm. things from that that don't make any sense to anyone but our group, Uh, what are some of the favorite characters you've played in our home games? Anyone ready to go off the top of your head? Yeah. Well, Drow, why don't you start us off?
2: So this is kind of topical. First time mentioning a friend of the show, Micah. God. He mentioned his time-traveling cowboy. Uh, Silas. Silas.
1: (laughs) Bullet tooth. -tooth Tickles. 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 McMurray. McMurray. Smith.
2: (laughs) And, uh, the reason we always say Smith, like Smith,
0: is, the voice is supposed because,
2: to uh, it is Infernal. Oh, Silas yeah. was adopted by a group of tieflings.
0: I just, I want to interject about the way Smith is spoken. Uh, this game, we played it, I think, either in person or with, with micro remote, like normal, yeah, or we were all remote and whenever, uh... We do that, we're on Discord, and it's easy to blow out your mic by, like, putting your mouth too close to it. And I don't know how it started, but we've just associated Infernal the language with just, like, leaning into your mic or blowing it out.
2: It started because I put Smith, just the word, Smith, into the Zalgo text generator. Oh, my God. And I made it look all fucked up. (laughs) Uh, Silas was found by my character, a gunslinging tiefling.
1: Mm-hmm. Lyrianne. found a pet.
2: She found a pet, and that is what... A, and that is apparently what a lot of the Tieflings at her little settlement think of him. That is, uh, he's the pet. Yeah. He's and, the human pet.
0: Well, what's also interesting is, like, your characters, you know, are family together, but they come from this Tiefling settlement that, like, crafts guns in that yeah. world. Yeah, you're both gunslingers, both it's baked into your, your family history. Mm-hmm. That kind of is what spawned the... uh idea of the one shot we want to run for a reign of winter game called eventually oops all gun yeah. uh which is just like an all gunslinger thing featuring leary and such a great character uh anyone else ready with their character
1: i have not disliked a single character i've ever made for any campaign i love them all i have to choose a favorite i'll probably want to go with my character with the backstory that i'm most proud of nicholas from Derek's original homebrew game. A uh, very sad backstory, thought very out. Sad. But the great thing about it was, was, it was a homebrew campaign, so I didn't have to like make it match a setting because I liked I like to do that. But this one, I mm-hmm. could just do. Yeah. So Nicholas, I also I have loved a lot of his roleplay moments with uh, Drow's character X in that game, Good old and X. with Cat's character uh, Matilda. But also because just some of the fun, dumb role play that we had that game oh man Uh, not even the snowball Mm -hmm. but that was funny yeah uh that was my first jerk move as a player but uh it ended up being very funny Mm -hmm. uh but nicholas is perhaps my favorite character just a a soldier who learned magic he was a mag mag, magus magus from pathfinder 1e super great uh you want to go into his backstory anymore at all? Uh, or? He Honestly, it's a very typical backstory. You know, dead wife, boo-hoo, village got destroyed. His whole goal, though, wasn't to get revenge for it. He had put revenge behind him. His goal was to find a way to bring his wife back. Yeah. And yeah. in this world in particular, uh, Derek committed to, to where the resurrection spells and whatnot were super rare, if possible at all. Yeah, Um, Yeah. so his entire goal and the reason why he was adventuring was to find a way to bring his wife back, Uh. which is what led to some of the fun uh, role playing because like every year on the anniversary of his wife's death, he gets drunk at the bar, but then he had to go help out the Scooby-Doo team (laughs) and he was super angry and half drunk showing up halfway through that adventure. Oh, Uh. great. And uh, just the reason, his whole reason for doing oh, all of this was, <laughs> who the
0: hell are you? For context, <laughs> I ran it like a little, it was a one, almost all the little stories we ran in that game, we would run one to two sessions. Yeah, but
1: mm-hmm. our sessions were
2: Big.
0: Yeah, we have ran long sessions, like
1: twelve hours. Yeah, yeah.
0: we were crazy back then.
2: Insane. Um,
0: but we did one around Halloween, and I did a Scooby Doo themed one with just incompetent Scooby Doo stand-ins. And Jacob couldn't make it for the first half of the game, so his character showed up halfway through the mystery, uh and then like we had the reveal of who the bad guy was, which was like a kind of fun reveal for you know Drow and Cat. <laughs> and jacob had wasn't no here to idea meet any
1: of yeah. the uh, you know the any suspicious npcs so at that point he was wet from the rain covered in feces from a poop Seward. golem or elemental. Oh yeah, elemental. Poop, poop. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I forgot about the, that. They, they take the helmet off They're like, oh, it's blah, blah, blah. And Nicholas <gasps> is just sitting there pissed off. Who the hell is that? <laughs> it's
0: so mm-hmm. funny.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yes, yeah. I forgot about the great mighty poo. Oh, and so X had fun. to hold Nicholas back because yeah, he, Necro- he crawled out of the <laughs> cistern just covered in shit. Was ready to it kill, kill like, a teenager. You know <laughs> I'm going
1: to kill him. I am going to kill him. Hold me back.
0: He like, wanted to kill the stand-in for like Fred, Fred I Yes. Yeah. So funny,
1: but no, no, I'm gonna kill him. Nicholas was very fun. Some of because we also a lot of our adventures were based off of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, yeah. Scooby Doo, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
0: I I miss running that game. Maybe I've resurrected that setting because I still have all the documents Mm -hmm. for it. I resurrected it when we played Tomb of Annihilation. That's right. Who knows? Maybe it'll come up again in the future. Uh, cat.
2: Not all this show's going. (laughs) I have been sitting here
3: struggling to figure out which character I'm going to pick. Are you going to talk about Matilda? I, um, I settled on Tilly though. Um, and I think the reason why.
0: Two of my, two of them for my game. Well,
3: I, I think the reason why is like, this is the character I have with the most realistic backstory for being a level one character when she appeared. Tilly was Matilda. Um, her friends called her Tilly. And she was basically a rich girl raised to be a trophy wife um, who was not interested in the romance at all, who had a crazy uncle who told war stories. And she was fascinated. She was also kind of big, uh, a big, chunky girl. And uh, she ended up running away to join the military and she survived her first battle by sheer luck. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, And that was like the kind of the basis of her character, an awkward character who wanted to make friends, but was avoiding like relationships and trying to figure out who she was going to be outside of the military. And I think one of her shining moments is when we had our characters go undercover into a military operation. And when they get discovered, she literally just says, I miss being in the military. (laughs) That was one of my favorite sessions. And it just, she was one of my first characters to be really effective. Like there was a straight up battle with her and a creature. And she had like a pathetic ax and a wooden shield. And she... Uh-huh. Crushed, and it just felt so good after playing a character <sighs> who was cursed to roll poorly. <laughs> yeah. What Jacob? What?
1: Owen is perfectly effective. Even I'm if he's sorry, a rogue. he was Owen janked
2: from the beginning. Was
1: fantastic.
2: Owen was loved.
1: He oh. had Owen was a good character. Love, oh. Owen was a good character. <laughs> he will <laughs> always be my bro. my
3: uh, my ultimate first favorite. But he was basically the male version of a Mary Sue.
0: A little. Bit. Okay.
2: And he was married to the actual very <laughs> soon.
3: But yeah, no, I'm gonna go with Tilly because she was more, most realistic and so much fun to play. We
0: should. Both of you talking about that game just brings back so many good memories. I know, right? That just makes me think. All, the, all those games, it makes me think that long ago, the uh, world collided in God. a cataclysm known as the conjunction, the, the conjunction of the Spheres. Oh no. Whoa. Chaos filled Chaos. the world. As vampires, As vampires, ghouls, vampires, trolls, trolls, humans, humans and other and monsters, monsters poured, poured into the world. The witchers, the witchers mutated by devices, magic and alchemy, and were created, created by, mages by, mages by human mages to stem the tide. Hundreds of years later, of years monsters, later are monsters are rare, rare but evil but remains. remains. Remains! You're really throwing
1: me off.
3: <laughs> it's like
0: listening to myself with an echo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As war ravages the northern kingdoms, dangerous monsters lurk without and within. In In. the The
3: world of the Witcher, Witcher. the world of the Witcher,
0: Witcher. that took so much (laughs) mental effort to not stop.
3: Those things where they record somebody and you go seconds, like half a second past. That's what you were making it sound like, Drow. Mm. It was freaking me out.
0: Today we start off with something that you guys like. We start off with improvement points.
3: Yay! Yeah! It's an odd
0: episode, so it's time to dish I out the improvement em. points. All right, so who played, let's see, last session? We got Nug, Ineth, Viverwin, and Durgm. Oh. Uh, we should take
1: Dergmere's points. And split and them across and three of us. them amongst the players.
0: You know, that sounds like a good idea, but I'm not going to do it. But we should. No.
3: no. I ain't going to do it.
0: <laughs> what I will do, though, is instead of the normal six, I'm going to hand out seven to everybody. <gasps> Fuck yeah. Because last session, I just, I felt like we had some awesome role play and character moments and it slapped. So take seven improvement points. I will slap seven. And slather. I will it take out. them. Slam.
3: Regardless of the fact that I did little, I think it was appropriate for my
2: character to keep her head Slam. down.
0: <laughs> slather it all over your characters. With me. I'm going to be
2: able to teleport now.
0: Oh, is that what you're going to spend it on? Yes. Well, that actually gets into what we're going to do after this is is downtime, because if you want to learn that spell, it actually takes a certain period of time, and we'll get to that. Nerd. Uh, so you're planning to spend it on learning a spell.
2: Yes, I'm going to spend all 20. Cat,
0: what are you looking at spending your improvement points um, on? Um,
3: I'm going to increase my archery a little bit now that I have a fine new bow, and then probably bank a little bit to make up my mind about something else. So
0: That's nice, that's nice. Now, Nug, I know we were talking off air when we are getting ready for this episode uh, and you had some plans for Nug what are you going to do with your improvement points you get this episode skills <laughs> really
1: honestly so I don't have enough experience to do what we were talking about yeah so he's just going to level up some of his class skills and uh, I got hiccups. Some of his class <laughs> skills and some of his regular skills, and just keeping nice and simple.
0: Uh, what are you oh. looking at uh, up in in particular? A zy hand. Ah, uh, uh, so that's one of your skill tree things.
1: Yes, that's like the only man arm skill that really speaks to me. <laughs> uh, it makes uh, calls you feel you me, like Batman, but uh, it <laughs> makes me feel like a man barbarian. In arms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I don't know something else, maybe something small like uh, de- 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 leadership, persuasion, <laughs> uh,
0: awareness is always
1: good. Awareness. I don't know if you have
0: enough for it though.
1: Uh, that is under intelligence, and I still have half of a moral stance against putting anything in Nug's intelligence. Yeah, uh, I really won't. I to, can understand that. And sometimes it, it, I re- almost do it, but then I remember myself that Nug is dumb. And Nug needs to be dumb.
0: <laughs> it just doesn't feel right dumb. making him actually know monster lore, does yeah. it?
1: it? It doesn't. No, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> and that would also be two whole points. I ain't, ain't nobody got time for what that. What
0: is it you interrupted me with? Stop, you violated the That's law. That's right.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I just feel like it'd be wrong to make Nug take any easy way of being a witcher.
3: How much does it cost again? What you have exactly already? Yes.
0: Yeah, you spend what you have um, uh, to take it to the next level. So if you have three in something, it costs three improvement points to go up to four.
3: What is the max it can be at the time? Uh,
0: The max you can take a skill to is 10. Okay. Yeah. Just like your uh, statistics uh, caps out at 10 unless you have something special.
3: Because I just bought one that was a little bit higher up. Gotcha. I just upped my swordsmanship from four to five.
1: Ooh, added a point to your uh, silver?
3: Hmm? silver. Silver coating? No, because I needed three, and I want to make my character just a teeny bit more effective in battle. Yeah. Since crafting is friggin' expensive.
0: Yeah, boy, uh, boy, is it ever.
3: But hey, I boy. do like the um, the augmenting and such. One day, we'll have the money, and we're going to silver coat Nug's sword. Oh, one in hey, I days. already have three points in it. I spent literally all my points last time. Uh-huh. On
1: silver coat. Uh-huh.
0: Nug is basically just like a DIY witcher kit.
1: That's what I'm... <laughs> that is my... That is my goal. I will do everything in my power to make him witcher, <laughs> except for giving him any, th- like, witcher levels if we decide to go that route.
0: <laughs> yeah. Screw you guys. I'm a witcher at home.
1: That's Yeah, right. no,
3: Jacob. I am sitting here on three points trying to decide if I'm going to spend them to bring silver coating to four, or if I'm going to spend them to get my archery from two to three. So Probably I'm sitting on it.
1: Arch. Because that's like I may be biased <laughs> because I'm very biased. <laughs> You're biased. But I would say put it in self-respecting. <laughs>
3: see, you see, you have Speaking to understand uh, in my uh, in my history of fantasy love, there are two weapons uh, that I have a fantasy love affair with, and those are quarter staffs and bows no I'm, don't Ugh. even start <laughs> and I freaking love the archer no I hear you. idea oh, so yeah. uh every
1: time I play Skyrim I'm sorry
3: I'm, I'm sorry God taste of Kali but yeah right archery is awesome well yeah. I mean archery
0: was, awesome. was central to what Kali did this is more of a
2: this is more of a adding a new skill to my yeah. repertoire yeah. This is not what you're going to be the best at, but it is going to be something that you should have access to. I probably am not going to take it past where it is right now, but Uh, access,
3: you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. I like in this game, uh, we were talking about this also earlier today, about how you're not locked in as much with your profession. uh, Because you can very easily make like a mage who is very capable with swords and whatever else in addition to whatever you were wanting to do magic-wise. Uh, what was the story you shared from the forum about uh, an elf mage?
1: Oh, yeah, I read it earlier today because I was looking at how some people have homebrewed multiclassing. Right. And uh, they basically said there's no official rules, but like what one of their characters did is they really wanted to play an elf mage. Um but, like, playing an elf mage in Redania is a death sentence. Right. So they gave yeah. their elf... Because when you make your character, you get a set of points for non-profession skills. They gave him skills, and I think it was persuasion and archery. And his character acted like an archer so the the whole party thought that this guy was a man-at-arms until he cast his first spell right oh that's Uh, kind of awesome that's so cool and while this game isn't you know as good as forbidden lands in that regard it's still pretty good yeah um
0: yeah that's pretty sick yeah yeah so uh to recap where we were last week um You had joined up with the Five Under Four Company. (laughs) Love it. And Uh. to go to Kaidwen, you had heard rumors of magical happenings in a place called the Alderwood in Kaidwen. But getting there is like over a month on the road. Uh, But the Five Under Four Company is led by one Tomar de Bresdalt, a dwarven uh, seller of like magical curios. You met him at the the party that the High Mountain Society Sorceresses had. Uh, went on the road with him with your good buddy, Nug's old friend, Durgamir the Witcher.
2: Excuse me.
3: Viverwin, Viverwin's old friend, too. And Viverwin's old friend, knew him that's right. First, no, first.
1: No, no, it was Nug's good buddy. Uh, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs>
1: You're absolutely right.
0: Uh, he had a history with Viverwin and Nug, just in different ways. Um, and. You set out on the road with him and you encountered some trouble in uh, the border of Redania on your way over. Uh, and Just plain bandits. It were just What you, well, you thought at first was bandits That's and uh, very <sighs> obtuse NPCs <laughs> ended up being a small commando of Scoyatel smuggling elves out of Redania. Um, one of which uh, knew Viverwin and Durgamir and uh, after a tense moment and uh, the start of a fight, things calmed down and you were able to get through, although you had to beat up your cart purposefully to make yeah. it look like a...
3: That was fun, by the way.
0: That was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, but you, yeah, you were able to get through uh, and Dirk Amir, he stayed behind. Due to things in his backstory, uh, the life path that Michael rolled when creating him, he felt a very strong connection to what was going on there. Uh, with the, helping the families move through and he felt a calling to, to stay behind and you left him uh, to continue on your way to Kaidwin. Uh, and what we're going to do today is a little bit different. We are probably going to get back to playing but we're going to take some time to do downtime. And we haven't actually done this I don't think on the show at all. No. Because uh, Forbidden Lands is just where we would have had downtime in a game like D&D and Pathfinder you just had travel mechanics. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we never really dug into the Stronghold stuff beyond just introducing it. So we're actually going to do downtime today. And downtime doesn't have a specific mechanic um, like it does in some other games. But it's basically just a period of time that you can spend to do things uh, like for your character that you would otherwise have to take time out of adventuring to do. So that could be like learning a spell like drow. You said you wanted to have Viverwind learn a journeyman spell. Yep. Journeyman
2: that, 20 Yes,
0: yeah, That's all. That uh. costs 20 IP, which I know you've been banking since the beginning. Mm-hmm. How exciting
3: that. to finally get this for this purpose to finally spend what you've been banking for.
1: Spend what you've been,
0: but banking like for. besides the IP, you also have to make some learning checks and it takes like a whole week to learn. Uh This downtime is going to go from your time at the sorceresses uh, lodge all the way till we, you know, pick up and play. Um, it's going to be a little over a month. Um, nice. And I'm a little loose with what you need on time requirements uh, between a month and two months. Goddamn. Uh, depending on what you need. And.
1: gonna give nug
0: seduction. <laughs> other things you can do yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: like like uh, Jacob alluded to is you can learn uh, you can train skills with without IP uh, Drow looks dead to the world after that comment uh, if you wanted to do crafting Ineth, you can uh, be considered to have passed through a couple towns with this trading caravan uh, and also have the time to do foraging for different components so Basically, it's just free reign to do things that would take time that you might not normally do while you're adventuring specifically.
2: I'm going to learn the spell.
0: Okay, so you want to learn the spell? Yeah. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that first. <laughs> so the first step is to find someone who te- who can teach you. Uh, for the spell that you're going to learn, you can assume that the, uh, between the mages... That the mages
2: at the, the the Mountain Lodge Society.
0: Right, and between them and the, the lore and books, perhaps there's a grimoire if one of them didn't know it. Um... You can find someone between all that to teach it to you. Uh, Then you have to acquire the IP, which you've already done. Uh, And then you have to spend the time, which is a week for this. And you have to make uh, for this, since it's a journeyman one, four learning checks. Uh, And you use the uh, casting skill for your role. So for you, that'll be spell casting. Because this is happening in downtime specifically, what the book says, if you fail, you can try again the next day. But because you have so much downtime to work with, I'm just going to hand wave it if you're okay with that. Yeah. So is there anything you want to like do with this moment whenever everyone finally gets a handle on it?
2: So the first time that she tries to do this, it just fails miserably. Mm-hmm. I imagine there is a pop of uh, pale smoke. <laughs> maybe a... Okay, Matt Mercer. <laughs> maybe a few muttered curses the next few days there's there's markedly less smoke but still some Mm -hmm. and then on the final day there is a terrible magical mishap as the spell finally goes through but we realize that everyone cannot cast this uh without without shut up uh (laughs) (laughs) without uh overexerting herself
0: all right, yeah, so it's because the spell's vigor cost is above what you have even with your focus.
1: Yeah. Well, that's thinking with portals. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, do you have the magical mishap table up? Actually, I have it right here. Should I roll on it?
2: No, I'll roll on it.
0: All right, roll me a uh, D10. One. Magic sparks and crackles, and you take one point of damage for every point by which you fumbled. Uh, so actually I don't know if you automatically run the fumble table or not uh, but obviously damage during downtime doesn't really yeah. matter as long as your limbs not getting hacked off um, Ooh. but like it hurts um, uh, whenever you cast over your vigor you're automatically going to take I think it's five points of damage mm-hmm. for each point you spend yeah. over yes. so it's very exerting and painful for you at least right now like this is At the cusp of what you're able to cast. Yeah. uh, Do you want to describe to us the spell and like walk us through the mechanics of it?
2: As I said, this is teleportation. This is Viverwind's first uh, journeyman spell. Nice. It has a stamina cost of 10, whereas I think the largest one she had before that was five. So this is doubling what she's used to doing. Awesome. She can teleport, in theory, anywhere in the world that she has been. And she cannot take people with her, but she can take whatever she can carry herself. Uh, the worst thing that can happen is she will end up within six miles of that area. There's a DC fifteen spell casting thing, Bob. and if you fail the roll, you can end up in a random location one d six miles away from where you intended. And that is if it is a known location that you have been to before. You can do um, a place that you've never been to before, so long as you have an item from that area. It is a DC 20 spell casting check. And if you, if you fuck it up, you can end up 20 miles away. Yikes.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask is like, that's pretty cool. You can go to other places you haven't been. It's just riskier um, and harder to do it's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all. it's not a it's uh, not a lot of cool different things I guess to do for for downtime, but that's one huge awesome advantage to have. I yeah. don't know. So this as, is
2: going to make selling a lot easier I oh, imagine. Oh, for
0: sure. Uh, and also like if you have been can go to these um like bigger cities with better markets yeah. or like even if it's not a big city somewhere where only where something only is. Uh, very specific area then that makes that item like if you're trying to buy gear or crafting materials a lot easier to yeah. come by
2: not to mention now I'm going to be able to go back to the mountaintop society to learn more spells oh hey yeah. that's a very that's that is nice. clever yeah that is one reason that I took this specifically
0: so you, uh, as we're doing downtime do you think Viverwin is going to try and like be a member of their society and engage yeah. with them okay
2: get paid how exciting
1: <laughs> I, don't,
2: I don't get if, paid in knowledge
1: yeah that too <gasps> I am... you can rent books from the library for Nug can Nug read and Nug can read I know he can read that's a dumb he joke he just has a unique way of obtaining knowledge look at this book I... BFG I think that Nug would like it. Oh, yeah. I like it. It's a giant book! <laughs> it's
2: not
1: uh, sir, a rare example of giant comma friendly.
3: <laughs> had pouts after that one. Uh, sh- she's like the friendliest person.
1: Dear Diary, the human giant is pouting today. <laughs> <laughs> the giant comma human.
0: Uh, Nug, what are you do right. looking to do over downtime?
1: Nug... Wants to... The thing of it is, is uh, he wants to spend his downtime training, but the question is, is what he could be trained in efficiently? Because, like, these two don't have better melee skills than Nug. Do right. you
2: want to get seduction?
1: No, I no. could train you
2: in Dodge Escape.
1: Well, like, how high is your Dodge Escape? Four. No. Because <laughs> that's what Nugs is. But... What about human perception? That, uh, there were, I was about I to say, there are like human two or three skills that Nug would take training in. One of them being awareness, simply because while it is an intelligent skill, I don't find it a smart person kind of thing, like studying. It's like you're right. noticing stuff. Right. Yeah. So I take awareness, human perception, and another mystery skill. Is it monster lore? No, I
3: think it should be against <laughs> his character arc to give him any monster oh no,
1: lore. Nug refuses monster lord because he already knows he's, he knows he's right. everything. He's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um he, he has
2: got his uh he's got his little book. That's he all he needs.
1: Absorbed knowledge from so many bestiaries that he knows what he's th- thinking about. It's, it's just readers digest. It's and uh, it's bestiaries. <laughs> tabloids you look at
2: the the best year and it's just giants for dummies
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he would take training in awareness and uh human perception maybe even persuasion but he's got a two in persuasion and that's what i have as well okay
2: so like i i, I, I have a four in human perception if you'd want to work with me Let's...
3: Wait, if everyone has better oh. human perception than Inef, a human. <laughs> <laughs> well it's
1: yeah.
0: I mean um, as a mage, like the the interpersonal skills are a big part of that as well. Yeah.
1: The math here doesn't make sense, Derek, but I think it might just be a typo in the book. It says um you can only teach someone. As far as your skill and the teaching skill added to averaged is. So like if someone has a 10 in swordsmanship, but a two in teaching, they could teach you up to six level in swordsmanship, which makes sense. You know, 12 divided by two. Their next example is someone who has an eight in swordsmanship, but a 10 in teaching could only teach you up to level eight. Walk me through it again. If they've got a 10 in swordsmanship, two in teaching, they can get you up to six. Okay, if they have an eight in swordsmanship but a ten in teaching, they can get you up to eight. So is it your actual skill itself that is the limit, and teaching just helps you get further up with that? Like your 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 swordsmanship would be the hard cap in training someone in swordsmanship. Your teaching just helps you get you know. What page is this on? This is fifty nine.
0: You add you add up their. Uh, Skill in whatever they're teaching, so ten in swordsmanship yeah. is the example, and then they're teaching skill, which in the example is two. And you average it and you half it, yeah. or uh, so that will be a total of six. They could bring you up to six. However, that number cannot go above their skill. Their skill
1: in that skill. So
0: the other example is yeah. a ten in teaching and an eight in swordsmanship average would be nine which is higher than their skill of eight in swordsmanship yeah so it caps out at eight
1: that's what that's what it seemed like that's what i was thinking yeah uh in that case nug is going to spend his months learning uh he i would say take up to a two in human perception okay and to do that he'll just practice shifty eye glaring at people
0: yeah so basically what's going to happen is you guys stop in a lot of towns because you are with a trading k- group.
1: Yeah. He's, oh, there we go. Yeah.
0: You know, Tomard wants to go to Kaidwen to see family. That's that's what we pitched in the beginning. Um, and you got hired on as like extra help. Um, so you stop in towns plenty and there's total totally tons of t- uh, opportunities to talk to people. Maybe... Uh, this bit of adventuring with Nug
1: is more exposure to human society than you've had in your past adventures. Well, I mean, he's lived with nothing but humans okay. in Skellig, but this will just be practice at him actively paying attention to them, okay? As opposed to just experiencing stuff around, uh-huh. like because Nug's a very—he's in his own mind, he thinks he's right, he's mm-hmm. confident, <laughs> so it's not like he's—and he also is very gullible. But yeah. he is learning on this adventure that sometimes people lie. And he needs to know how to see through those lies. Is
0: there a moment you maybe could think of that like, gets Nug to start being more clued into this? Like,
1: Oh, uh, Henrik. Henrik, okay. Because he lied at first. He was like, oh, I don't know what caused that fire. But then he started the fire and uh, Nug hates him. Uh, so he yeah. doesn't want that to happen again.
0: So maybe, so after that, you've, you've, he's more on edge and he's developing this skill. Yeah,
1: he's, He's trying to pay attention to the way people speak. Okay. And then he'll like just... Look at him, mm-hmm. and he'll practice seeing if they're lying or not. And maybe I know this is like the study practice thing, but maybe he'll do this while he's sitting beside Viverwin or Inith, and he will be like, are uh, are they lying? Ah, okay, that's Which, pretty cool, and stuff. Like, or maybe because I bet you the five under four, because they're merchants. One of them is probably has a good human perception, right? Uh, so going off of that and whatnot.
0: Okay, clever. And, I'll I'll allow that one then. What is the other one you want to take up to two?
1: The other one, and this is the difficult one to figure out. The other one will be... Seduction. No, that's not Nug's forte. (laughs) I'm debating between stealth and deceit. Uh. Ah. Because realizing that lying can be important to not, you know, get shot... Uh, or stealth because that beast was big and if we had been able to sneak up on it would have been a lot better but nug is probably gonna go with stealth
0: okay so what do you think this looks like as you're practicing it
1: uh he'll find the most attentive person and he'll make a game out of trying to scare them so like at for camp
0: all two months so like at camp every every night or every other <laughs> night
1: he'll he'll just be like book. <laughs> oh my <laughs>
0: gotcha so who is there do you want to ask either one of the party members or one of the uh, like dwarves
3: who, this
1: be who has the highest awareness I have
3: awareness one uh, well,
0: what's your total like your base added up with your intelligence
3: eleven ten
1: okay Ooh. so sw- you don't have to look up stats here's how it's going to work one day he'll realize oh I could probably benefit from being a bit more sneaky and he'll go up to the person who he's noticed, like, is very aware, and they'll be like, I need your help with something. Okay. And they are more than likely be like, oh, yeah, sure, all right. And then he'll just walk away.
0: <laughs> you know what? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Dergamir is part of this downtime for a good bit of it, let's say Dergamir is the one you go up to. Because uh, he probably, I'm pretty sure he has the highest awareness. Um, I would
1: not be surprised.
0: Um, and for the first like week or so of you doing this, it's just such a wash.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, Nug literally goes up, I need your help with something. And Durgamir <laughs> will be like, Yeah, I mean, he's Nug's buddy. Yeah. And then Nug walks away without saying what it is. And then for the rest of that week, he'll wait till, which is a very bad idea for a Witcher, let's be fair. you yeah. practice sneaking up on Durgmere.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I'm cool with that. So that's your downtime for Nug?
1: That's my downtime. And I mean, if you would allow me to be trained in something, I would take advantage of that, but we don't have to because you've already been pretty generous.
0: Yeah, I, I say that's probably good enough with All your right. practice. Uh, and keep in mind, you can also buy uh, gear um, yeah, or, or forge, if, forge for uh, crafting components if you'd like to. I don't know if that's anything because you... Got a pretty good kit that you've started out with. So, Ineth, we've we've spent a lot of time on Nug here. What are you wanting to do during downtime?
3: Ineth, I have a few things to ask about and then things in mind. One, I want the chance to buy a diagram for Ineth. Okay. Now that she has a bow, I want her to have the capacity to craft ammunition for said bow. Mm. It's a relatively inexpensive diagram that she could feasibly have. Mm hmm. Um, that now she would actually want since she has a bow it's like 14 crowns
0: okay yeah you can definitely get access to that diagram if you want to Um, yeah because that's not a particularly hard thing to come across and yeah one thing my complaint about the way they've designed the craft's uh, craftsman profession is I don't feel like you get access to enough like
3: I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree
0: <laughs> enough like basic level diagrams some people uh, I'm trying to play this more by the book but some people in their games they just give you access to like a massive amount of the novice and like you know base crafting material diagrams so like I like we had you get hardened timber and uh, hardened leather I think as mm-hmm. like items you found In some games, they're just like, that kind of thing, you just know. There's no having to get the diagram or spend any resource on it. You just know how to do it, Um, which I think is interesting. But again, we're trying to stick a little bit closer to the book, unfortunately. Um,
3: But that's one of the things I want to do, but I don't think that that should be too hard. The other one is I want to petition for the chance for INF and not game-breaking amounts, but to spend some of her time since I'm not going to be... Um, using it to increase a skill or anything like that. Right. um, To use her diagrams for like, say, the hardened timber or hardened leather and the like, and actually potentially try to make a little bit of coin off of it so she can have some money to get some of the diagrams that she can't get because she don't have money.
0: Uh, Hardened timber is worth 16 crowns. And then what was the other one I gave you? Hardened leather. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one is worth 48 crowns. Okay.
3: Yeah. Like something that's worth some some money, but not like a game breaking amount.
0: Yeah. So what I'm going to say is you have a lot of time to do this. You're going to be going through a lot of different areas. Um, those are the two diagrams you have the most access or you already have access to you, for you downtime. Get those
3: two I already have.
0: Right. Yeah. So uh, because of the vast amount of time, and all the settlements you're going to be stopping in, what I'm going to say is if, you, if that's the main thing you want to focus on you don't want to do any other like practicing like Nug did uh, if you do that the whole time you can get up to 500 crowns worth of profit because one piece of hardened leather is worth 48 that's pretty good and yeah. like between hunting for food every now and then and all the timber you'd have access to on the road I feel like that's pretty reasonable um what? And
3: I also want to like actually be able to craft a little bit of my ammunition.
0: So what I'm going to say is you can definitely get 500 crowns. Uh, awesome. I, that was my thing to
3: petition for. Some way to have a little more money.
0: Here's the thing, though. I want you to make me a business roll.
3: Can do. Can I help?
0: Business. Uh, nope, this is... Uh, I actually have three in one.
3: business okay. and 10 in intelligence. Because so.
0: oh, this is representing like the whole downtime.
3: I got a 17.
0: So with that... Uh, there's a chart that you can um, use whenever players want to sell stuff. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start at base as the, the price listed in the book and then uh, you do an opposed role, business versus resist coercion.
3: Oh, I like it.
0: And then mm-hmm. by however much you beat them, you can get more money out of them. Uh, so with that, you're going to get 25% more. Ooh. So let's see. 625. Quarter, yeah, 625.
3: Because I would really like to buy some diagrams.
0: <laughs> yeah and then because this is downtime and due to the nature of like selling things in this world you can go ahead and spend that money as part of downtime because you could have been trading um, in these different settlements.
3: Oh I'm excited. A
0: nice roll you made.
3: Um, but yeah that's what I wanted to do for her. I just wanted the capacity to actually use what the craftsman is supposed to do. Awesome. So, all
0: right. Also,
3: she, and this is like just flavor-wise, she spends whatever time she's got left with her bow totally fascinated with something that I imagine she's not done a whole lot of like bow-like and wood stuff. I imagine her is more of a blacksmith craftsman. Okay. So it's kind of just fascinating to her the practice with it and all that.
0: She builds a little lathe on her uh, tinkers forge that she takes with her. Yeah. All righty. Well, could if-
2: I also just... Utilize cleansing ritual through some of the settlements that we go through.
0: Oh, so this is a ritual spell? Yeah. Uh, Do you want to describe it for me
2: real quick? It's sort of what's on the tin. You can cleanse the body of different poisons, different diseases, even just like
1: alcohol. Uh, Oh, so do healing.
2: Yeah.
0: So you want to uh, do like magic services in some of the towns
1: you go through?
2: Not so much services. I am not going to announce it. I'm just going to see if I can find... Perhaps a downtrodden person.
1: Uh, Another way you could do that, you could find the local medicine woman and let her pay you, but like it would go through her so your name wouldn't get out there.
0: So you want to learn this or you want to use it? No, I have this. I would like to to use it. To make money? Uh,
2: Not even to make money.
0: Okay. More
3: is like betterment of the world. Yes.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I'll say maybe something happens uh, like you're on the trail I think we settled on it being like early spring mm-hmm. so maybe there's some cold Poison spring Ivy. mornings and uh a couple of the members maybe Nug comes down with something uh
1: <laughs> he's been out too late trying to sneak up on Dergmere he
0: falls in a puddle of water and he <laughs> catches this cold and you're able to use it on him
1: They camp beside a lake and one night he gets into the lake and waits until midnight trying to sneak up on Dergmere from the water side.
3: Just like, like floating above the water (laughs) of his mouth, breathing.
0: In this episode, Nug gets the flu. Terry. Maybe the whole no! party... <laughs> you died of <laughs> dysentery. Didn't even make it to the second adventure. Didn't no. even make it. Uh, maybe you, the whole party stops in a, in a town with like an actually decent tavern and gets blasted drunk and you uh, cure the hangover the next morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, we haven't got to see you use any rituals yet, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, you have something else, Kat?
3: I want to augment my
0: bow. Oh, nice. what do you want to augment the bow with?
3: Um, To to kind of represent um, INF's new fascination and practice, I want to increase its accuracy by lightening it.
0: Okay, so make me uh, the roll for that.
3: And it's also one of my skills, my augmentation.
0: What's the DC for lightning?
3: Uh, the DC is 18.
0: All right, so make that roll. Submit.
3: The midst of crap! The midst of it.
0: Fumble, by uh, three. crap on a
3: cracker. I'm gonna break my brand new bow. God damn it! So
0: what happens when you fumble on this roll or fail? <laughs> I'm reading God it.
3: Damn it! The fumble, fumble results <laughs> in the item taking damage equal to the fumble value.
0: Okay, so you fumbled by three, so it takes three points of damage.
1: <laughs> All right. So
3: so then she's not very good. She's It just shows she's not that great yet with it.
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> well, it is uh, not on.
3: necessarily her thing.
1: Did you add your plus two for having a forge?
3: Does it matter? It doesn't matter. It will
1: decrease the damage done to the bow.
0: But still fumbled by. I still three. fumbled oh, by three. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it that's doesn't matter. Right. Never mind. Yeah, it's the second die rolls oh, that. That's uh, right. Well, I
3: that mean, matter. I literally just said wood is not necessarily her thing, so I guess I just solidified that it takes three damage.
0: But if you want to fix this bow, you the, the component. This is a long bow, right? Yes. Um, the components for a long bow are hardened timber, thread, wax, resin ester grease, steel, and hardened leather. You have the diagrams for two of those, so you could just make it. Nice. Um, But if you wanted to buy thread, wax, resin, ester grease, and steel, you could just fix it yourself.
3: I Um, I would potentially be interested in if they're not overly expensive, because I got money now. (laughs) Let me add
0: that up real quick for you. So I'm looking at all the items for the uh, bow. Uh, and hardened timber and hardened leather are the only things you actually need diagrams for. All the other things you can just forge or find. The only thing you'd have to buy is steel. I would be willing to buy the steel. So if you want to spend 48 crowns, I'll let you make a roll to repair your bow. Whenever you want to fix a weapon or armor, you make a crafting roll at a DC equal to the crafting DC of that item, and I believe the crafting DC for uh, a longbow is 16 Uh, so it's going to be being if
3: I don't fumble this should be okay for me
0: yeah 16 minus 5 is 11 Uh, and then there's stuff for if you want to if it has runes on it which it doesn't if you succeed it is fixed if you fail a roll the item remains broken and the extra materials you added for the repairs are used up so it's going to be DC 11, so you're going to have, have to make a 12.
3: I got a 20! All right,
0: awesome. Do you want to, are you going to try to augment it yes, again? Yes,
3: I do want to try to augment it again.
0: All right, let's see. Wow, that's so cool. I thought that was going to be a quick augment roll I turned it into a how do you fix items roll. <laughs>
3: but I, I think it's kind of cool since all I really did with my downtime was get some money.
0: Uh, for Lighten, it's going to be DC 18, so you need a 19 or better.
3: Okay, and what did I get to add to it for my gear?
0: Uh, Plus two because of your Tinker's Forge.
1: Are you using a diagram?
0: Oh, no, this is...
3: No, this uh, is my augmentation skill. Yeah, Please work. I
0: got a 19, exactly! (laughs) I rolled (laughs) a
3: freaking two!
0: Awesome. Mm. So (sighs) you're able... Let's say, like, uh, as part of your fixing it, you also augment it, and you lighten it up and yeah,
3: I, I kind un- of weapon accuracy. what's where the word, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Personalize, not personalize,
0: customize it,
3: customize. Thank you, customize. I like it. I like it. She struggled, she's failed, she tried again and did better this time. I like that. Pretty That's so sweet. perfect for INF, her persistent, um optimism she would try again instead of giving up
0: (laughs) it's just like oh you won't beat the devil out of me
3: (laughs) oh no this this bowl it'll be fixed
0: all right yeah so the other thing we got to do for downtime before we move on is shopping
1: so how many beast bones does everybody have i'll if you want me i've got the stuff pulled up for beast bones oh i got more than three
3: Enough, so that's three.
1: I have 11, that's 14. How many do you have? So that's 24 times eight. Oh, wait, I already put in one eight times eight. Uh, so we get 192 crowns divided by three, we each get 64 crowns from that.
0: Are you guys keeping a party pool with this as well? No, okay,
1: we have not, and honestly, I don't expect us to have to, okay, uh, because it's such a short-term game, anyways. There's no resurrection spell in this game. And then Wolf Hide will be there the isn't? next one that we're deciding yeah, to I'm get. Yeah, I'm selling
3: potentially up to three Wolf Hide.
1: Uh, I have six Wolf Hide. Do you have any Wolf Hide, Drow?
2: No, I don't have any Wolf
1: Hide. Sorry. We each get 42 from that. Mm hmm. Um, beautiful. Do we have anything else we're going to sell?
0: Uh, I think we didn't deal with it last time, but you did get that Zoria runestone from the frog. You also had the essence of water, which I know is an alchemical ingredient, but it's pretty valuable. I'm
3: totally willing to sell it because I think I'm going to uh, not go the alchemical route high as much
1: and honestly, if you're not going that route, I don't think anyone else is going to. Uh, not you, Master Witcher? <laughs> I, I, if you we were, we were playing a longer game, I would consider it. But Nug has a five crafting attribute, so he's not built for that. Right. I've got a three. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I looked at that and I
2: said, I'm going to put as little as I can into this.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah essence of water was hydranium there we go so that's 11 times 46 if we're going to sell it all and listen if it's a bad idea we'll learn everybody gets 168 someone gets one extra
3: give it to viv because viv helped pay for my bow
1: there we go how much
3: 138
1: 168
3: 168 sweet i'm gonna buy me a diagram
1: You
0: can get a spicy diagram.
3: I'm gonna buy me a diagram. Finally.
1: And I guess the question is, what does freeze do again?
0: So freeze is an effect in the game. Uh, The freeze effect is you are not literally frozen in a block of ice, but your whole body is stiff and an icy glaze has formed on your clothes. Until you break the ice, you have a minus three to your speed and a minus one to reflex. You can break free with a DC 16 physique check. Which takes an action. So basically, uh, whatever the freeze percentage you have, um, you if if they get frozen, you reduce their speed and their reflex, which is important for swordsmanship and the like. Right. It's only by minus one, but that is important to note. Uh, and if they want to get out of it, like for whatever reason, it's going to take them an action.
1: But I mean, if you guys don't mind, Nuggle put it on his sword. Go ahead. Go yeah,
2: right ahead. Do it. It's
1: got one rune slot. I don't know how many different runes are there. We could get more at some point.
0: There's a number of them, yeah. The only thing is, if you sell the rune stone, it's pretty valuable.
1: Yeah. You know what? I've already got bleeding, and I'm going to be doing something else to my weapon. We'll sell it.
0: Okay. All cool. Right. So why don't you, Nug, make me a, uh, a business roll? Uh-oh. Uh, cuz what's going to happen is Tomard is be like, "Oh, that's a nice rune store there. I buy it. It's a perfect fit for what I sell with my wares, the little magic trinkets and whatnot." And you can
1: haggle with him. I I am am quite the businessman myself. Good <laughs> 12. Oh. Uh he
0: beats you, so you're just going to get market value for it.
1: I'll take it. Everybody gets 183 crowns. Wow, that's a lot. I mean, it is. Yeah.
3: I got four ninety-six now. I might be rolling in the dough now.
1: I got five hundred eighty-one. Nice. Oh, I could buy a new weapon,
3: though.
0: Or you could buy the diagram and make it, forge it yourself.
3: I know, just the feeling of it. Oh, doing some research makes you
1: feel like a blacksmith. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually do know some stuff that Nug is going to buy. Right. Uh, Nug is going to buy two silver ingots. Oh, uh, so you're
0: you're in doing the investment for the uh, hopeful silver coating on your sword. Yep,
1: nice.
3: Which uh, one of my next things I'm going to up is that silver coating thing, because right. I think it would be valuable for any of us. The
1: big question is: is do I go ahead and ask you to do it now or wait? Because. It is entirely possible to have it done now. You have, if you got beneath a three, you would fail. But what if you got happen? a three, oh, the weapon would break. So do you yeah, want to risk that? Yeah, it's kind of that?
3: scary. Do you want Especially to risk it? Especially since I've been rolling poor all night.
1: I think we can wait. We'll wait for now.
0: I will say, though, remember, you all have a bottle cap. None, None of no, you have oh, spent it.
1: I have not forgotten about that. <laughs> do not worry. <laughs> The other side part is is if uh, Cat gets a really high roll, my weapon will do D6s of extra damage.
0: Right. Up to 5D6. Right. So the question is, r- do you want to risk it now? I'll wait. Okay. Cool. Uh, is that all the selling you guys had to do?
3: Oh, I also remembered I was going to fix my armor.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I, have
3: to, I finally spent my 50 crowns of components to uh-huh. have woven um double fiber double woven woven fiber, <laughs> woven fiber and thread so i could fix my armor okay double so woven fiber.
0: uh do you have the dc for the armor pulled up double woven fiber.
3: do you mean the the dc for the crafting
0: yeah so it's going to be that minus 5 is going to be what it uh is, you have to beat to fix it uh so double woven it is
3: dc 15
0: uh so that would be 10 that you have to beat
3: yeah just about a
1: gimme
0: Okay, so go ahead and make a crafting roll. Can look I, for I, eleven or higher. Drugs?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> want to buy drugs for Nug. Okay, no drugs for Nugs. Make me the check.
3: <laughs> I got twenty five. Oh,
0: you fix it oh. so good. You now
2: it I look so good, pretty. All right, it's not just fixed; it's pretty.
1: It's pretty. So you cinched
2: the waist a little bit.
1: So in a push-up bra.
2: Oh, I don't think.
1: Nug during that whole little I've adventure.
3: Augmented myself, eh? Took any
1: damage? I don't think he That's did plus either. One D six cup Cuz his armor's great.
3: <laughs> they have like, the chop.
0: I will say that uh, that Very adventure with the wolves, like, the wolves basically, with how paranoid you guys are with your armor spend, I don't think they could really damage you without a crit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which so, is what
2: happened to. Viverwin. Yeah,
0: the yeah. only real danger you faced was the frog, mm-hmm. uh,
1: and that hurt exactly one of you because it rolled horribly. Um, so you're saying that we really missed our chance to farm more beast bones with little to no threat. Yeah. Dang
0: it. So yeah, if you ever <laughs> if you ever need some more money or some IP, you just go back up to Covier and Povis and farm the the wolf spawns at level one. Do you mind? Me
2: up in a tree, (laughs) fireballing. (laughs) The tree means nothing. I just need to go in a higher
1: tree. Garbage (laughs) Magical wolves. I can teleport. Uh, I just need to find a nice tree. Would you mind if I bought some alchemical substances? Uh, Alchemical uh, items? Why? Uh, Because I don't have signs. I need Uh, the equivalent.
0: Sure. I mean, (laughs) you're going to be traveling through a bunch of different places. So as long as it's not something like
1: rare. Awesome. um, You should be able to get it.
3: You can have the ones that I've kept because I'm not going to go with alchemy very much.
1: No, 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 no. This is potions or stuff Mm. to throw, like grenades.
3: Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. It's
0: like alchemical weapons. Yes. What are you looking at buying? No, not not your business. Uh, It it is my business. He's the GM. (laughs) It's a
1: little bit of
0: Tell the audience, Jacob. A little bit of Zircanian fire. Oh, what does that do? Fire. How many? D6s. (laughs) D6s. <laughs> uh,
1: hold on. It literally sets people on fire.
0: Oh, so it's an effect. The fire effect.
1: Uh, Zircanian fire immediately sets whatever it touches on fire. Throwing it is an athletics check with a range equal to your body times two meters. Ah. And when it splatters in a... And when... Then it... And the... it splat, Then it splatters in a two <laughs> meter cone away from where it lands. Lighting anyone and anything in the area on Fire. Fire.
0: Fire is the cleanser. Sweet. Alrighty. So. So
1: that's uh, Nugna knows Eared. Is it Eared? Igni. Igni. Dang
2: it, I tried. I mean,
0: even Jacob doesn't know it. So uh, I don't know names for stuff. <laughs> I know Fire Sign. So cool. Is that? Is that the buying and selling you want to do? Oh,
2: so you're like a Leo? For now? Oh, <laughs> ah. Ha-ha. Ha-ha.
0: I know you're looking furiously through the book there, Kat.
3: I'm a. Uh sitting here trying to decide what diagram I might buy. It's a lot of flipping back and forth because I've been thinking about doing a weapon one and just getting a better Ooh. weapon that I just for the for the sake of whatever crafting myself.
0: If you wanted to get a cord the diagram for it, what Nug has that is 1,012
3: uh, yeah, crowns. That's beyond what I'm looking at. The,
0: Yo. the, the, the...
1: Your advantage to men at arms is the stuff they start with. Your you mages get spells, and your craftsmen's get your craft skills. Men at arms, they get smacked.
3: I will say, <laughs> for all the stuff that I can't couldn't afford, the augment skill and such, these are they're pretty clutch.
0: Yeah, they're pretty great. And
3: the patch job we've not needed, but if Jacob hadn't gotten a shield and the like. I could have already needed to patch weapons.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. As playing a craftsperson, you are going to be a little bit more support, but, you know. I'm okay with playing a support class. But what you bring is kind of clutch. Um, So you have an iron longsword. Are you looking to build another melee weapon? A
3: better melee weapon.
0: Look at the Kriegswerd or whatever that is. Uh, That does 46 plus 4 with 10 reliability and 2 weapon accuracy. Uh, the crafting diagram for that costs eight hundred fifty four, which is a lot. You may not actually be able to get the parts for it, but that would be a chunky weapon for you to build for yourself. Ooh.
3: I'm um trying to decide if I'm gonna do something that chunky or just move up just a hair with something a little bit less like get the hunter's falchion or something like that. A lot less expensive, but still at three d six, a pretty nice improvement.
0: Right. Let me read the description for the Kriegswehr.
3: Yeah, I wish they had pictures for the weapons.
0: They say Skelligers quench their blades in the blood of sirens and mucknixers? Oh, that's what What word is that? That's a nug word right there. I've seen it. <laughs> Let me tell you, a friend, my friend, it's true, or at least was. The hardened steel blades and lighter construction, make them eilishly accurate.
1: Eilishly accurate.
0: That's pretty good. That doesn't tell you what it looks like, but it's some sort of Skellager uh, sword. So I
3: was looking. Let's see if I wanted to get the Verd. Guess what item I'd need? What component I would need that we just sold a butt ton of. Oh, no. I would need beast seven, seven beast bones.
0: <laughs> Time <laughs> luckily, to go back to Kovi. Luckily,
1: they're pretty cheap.
0: Just have Viverwind teleport. Back to the the lodge, burn a few wolves. <laughs>
3: me <laughs> pays everyone.
0: Oh, are you? Oh, back don't you know? Can you burn a few wolves
3: for me? Oh, I am here for blood.
0: Just here to farm wolves. <laughs>
2: <laughs> blood, grind, blood grind, 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 it's like grind. Like
0: farming the starting area of an MMO. <laughs> all So we are, we
1: are we are we all good? I I am good. Okay. I bought my fire. That's all I need.
3: Um, I, I'm going to get the hunter's falchion. I can afford it and still have a little money left. Okay. Cool. And it is a 3d6 weapon. So in theory it should be better than my iron longsword, which is like the basest of weapons, period.
0: Right. Are you going to try and craft it or are you just going to get the diagram for now?
3: Let's say I just get the diagram for now.
0: Alrighty. Sweet. So that, a lot of downtime. So what we're going to do is hop right back in and pick up. I'm going to set a little scene here. You're traveling through the Kestrel Mountains, which is what you, the, the mountain range you have to cross to get into Kaidwin. Uh You're gonna have to travel a little bit after that, um, but that's not gonna be a major part of your, your journey. Uh, and as you start going up through the mountain range, uh, you're going through like a forest as it climbs the mountain. The air gets a little bit colder, drier. You're on the trail and just something doesn't feel quite right. You've been through a lot of different country and terrain. You've been traveling, you know, well over a month at this point with this company. I want everyone to make me awareness checks.
1: Oh, boy, I'm good at these. Awareness, you say? (laughs) All right. I added nothing to my awareness. (laughs) I got a 10 total. That was a four on the die.
0: God dang, nug aware as ever <laughs> that's right
1: I got a 17
0: all right wow
3: I actually I should have 15. spent my last point on one more awareness point damn it all
0: uh, all right so
3: cat y- said the
2: damn word
0: you none <laughs> of you really notice anything <laughs> I'll say ineth you get this feeling that something's off um maybe just like yes
1: drow
2: does the medallion around Nug's neck do anything? Does
1: the medallion around <laughs> Nug's neck do anything? It doesn't, actually. Crap! Crap.
2: <laughs> Something doesn't feel
3: right.
0: You just get a, a feeling of unease, Ineth, but you can't it's notice anything. It's not an oofta, it's just an oop. You can't ope. notice anything that's wrong. Um, so you're going along. You're uh, mm-hmm. taking a, a little bit of an off-road. Uh, your driver, if you remember, Blandin Hirtes. Uh, okay. Okay he's your guide yeah or no he's not the driver he's your guide um he wants to go this route because he thinks it's faster oh yeah you yeah, go this way save another th- few days off our trip and to his credit Boy. his knowledge of backroads like this has, has saved us has time. saved you time and not only that has like you know still hit all the good settlements to sell things at um but you turn a bend around like a boulder through like a little gap in one of the mountains mm-hmm. and you see a just poking off the side of the road in like the underbrush what looks like an upturned cart
1: what do you do are you watch out as a cart mimic right there I'm joking.
2: This I prepped my bow. <laughs> so do I know how long this navigator has been part of our band? Or I their mean, band?
0: Oh, he's been part of their band for a long
1: time.
2: Okay, because I was going to say, if he was a new recruit, then chances are he just brought us here so that he could rob it and take all of the profits.
1: Or uh, Blended, if he'd slow down, there's uh, something suspicious up there.
0: Oh, what is that? I didn't even know there's a lot of other people that knew this road. Uh You slow down. Uh, is anyone approaching this well,
1: I guess that's uh, where we come in. It's our job. As the muscle. Uh, he will draw his sword.
2: I'm, I'm going to my bow. <laughs> and
1: you teleport away?
2: Yep. No, I'm kidding. Oh, no.
1: Uh, <laughs> all
0: right, so you start moving up. And approach uh, it. And cautiously. Approach it, um, and you don't see anyone. But then as you come up, you notice there's like a couple dark spots in the the road on the dirt, uh, and you get closer and closer, and then something smells off, and you see a just ton of motor oil.
2: America's a- gonna invade! Ah, run!
0: <laughs> <laughs> you the helicopters start coming in. Barrow. You hear? <laughs> yeah. Fortunate son. Uh, no, but you see when you get up to it. Serious
1: mm-hmm.
0: <gasps> bones. Beast bones. <clears throat>
1: God damn it
3: We can't stay serious Derek
1: Well it looked like somebody's Died here but uh how long ago What type of bones Okay let me ask you this Is it a skeleton Or is it a pile of bones I was going to say Ah. it
0: was just like It's bones with like Bits of flesh Like very old Decayed flesh and fabric Uh. on them Meaty
3: I was going to ask if Wilderness Survival would help me identify the bones. Sure. I will roll Wilderness Survival to try to identify said bones. Said bones.
0: If you fumbled as a giant. Said bones. I
3: said got a bones. three, but that's a <gasps> 15 total.
0: Uh, you're very certain this is like a human ribcage.
3: I have a
2: question about yeah. the cart. Oop. Okay. Uh, does it have paint on it that's been scratched off? Are there any arrows in it? Are there claw marks? Yeah,
0: you uh it's their goods. Roll me a uh <laughs> awareness 12. Uh okay. <laughs> so you don't what notice is, anything.
3: <laughs> we're just so bad. So what our party lacks awareness.
0: Uh yeah. you you go and look at it, and you don't really know what's happened, but the one thing you're able to see is like this is some uh merchant's like wagon. It just says like Bill's Trading Company or something on it.
2: Could I do Bill? monster lore?
0: Uh sure.
2: I actually do have a point in that. 16.
0: Um I'll say with the 16, it looks like something wild killed this person and Okay.
2: tore apart devo- to and
0: devoured them. What it was, no idea. Uh happened a while ago. Why it did it, no idea.
1: I're uh blended. Oh yeah. I'll how long has it been since you've been on this air road?
0: Well, I, I've been there. Uh, I cannot remember these guys' na- voices. And you know what? It doesn't matter. I know Tom Hard and I know Doll the Cook, and that's it.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: got two voices. And that's, and it. that's it. That's um, all you need. It's all you need. Blandin's just like, well, uh, it's been a while. I mean, we go back and forth, so it's probably been half a year or more since we've come through this way.
3: And that would. Match up the timeline of these bones from what I was aware of. I'll say
0: they've been... It, I mean, it could be anywhere from a month to half a year. So they're not been here. ancient bones? No. Well, uh, it makes sense.
3: that, Like, it would be truthful that these could be... He wouldn't have seen these the last time he went through. Absolutely. That's all I was really asking.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: What okay. about footprints around the area? Uh Nug, have you rolled awareness on the scene? Well, I mean not on the scene. Go ahead and roll believe. it as you look on the scene. Yeah, it's gonna work out real great. Ha! Uh. Huh, I criticaled! Nice. That's a And then roll a five. Total of twenty one.
0: Nug, you see what looks to be goodness like you see footprints. You see uh Are they big? Big footprints, giant, not very distinct because of the age, but something with big like claws. Big meat. I'll say, as you're looking for footprints, you also see feathers.
1: (gasps) That's what I was. That's about where I was going to go. Are a look over here? Can I collect said feathers? Look at here. Here's their (laughs) claws and big feet. What we've got here is a legendary dire chicken. You're
3: right. Some. It's definitely not a You're smart one, eh?
1: I, in me, personal self, we call it a chocobo. We can't use that. (laughs) Gotta cut that.
2: (laughs) You've always wanted one.
1: I've always. We got to catch this ear dire chicken so I can ride it. I'm sorry. It might be dangerous and we might die, but that's a sacrifice we've got to be willing to make. Anything for the chocobo. That's right. Anything for a chocobo. <laughs> uh
0: anything else you're gonna look for while you're here at this cart?
1: Uh, no, but he will he will for uh he will point out the I mean has, no, he does call it a dire chicken, so he's pointed out the footprints and the claws and the feathers to the others.
3: Has the cart been looted for any leftover items?
1: It's probably a griffin. Are oh, we gonna find a griffin? Yeah. Uh, as, you I the, said. I <laughs> as you look through the I know As you look through the cart,
0: um you can tell that uh, it has not, in fact, been looted.
2: <gasps> yeah,
0: Blandon is right that this is not a widely used road. Either that, or something has prevented
1: other people from looting it. Or it sure is can a shame. Can I loot
3: said cart? That
1: this ear fell sure. died. But uh, let's take a look in that cart. <laughs> uh, He's
3: already dead. Yes. We can't change it. I'm gonna get the stuff.
1: Tomard, <laughs> it's like, oh no, Bill from Bill's Trading Company's dead. Shame. Sh-
3: I quietly pockets oh. fills items.
1: <laughs> Shame. Load shotgun. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> uh,
0: alrighty. So, you find some things here. Uh, it looks like he had sold most of his goods. Oh mm-hmm. boo! So most of what you find is a uh, uh, a handful of, of things he was looking to trade, and then a. Pretty decent purse. Find oh. eight hundred crowns.
3: Oh, aren't you glad I asked to loot it?
1: Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? <sighs> you
0: find you so a diagram. Yes.
2: Of what? Of what? Tell me, it's not hardened leather or hardened. <laughs> you find a diagram for a
0: shoe. Uh, no, you find uh, you yeah. find a diagram for a Tamarian shield. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Pretty good loot haul. Um, and then uh, you just find a bundle of coal, 10
1: units. Oh, 10 units of coal.
0: And uh, another um, 10 units of glass. Ooh, that might
1: interesting.
2: be
0: interesting. But not a lot. Looks like, again, he had a few things, but, but it looks like most, most of, of what he had on hand was cash from making a sale.
3: Which is perfectly okay. Since I'm down on the weight, would you like me to carry the...
1: I mean, Components. Nug has the most weight to use. Okay, if you so want to carry it, by I'll all means. I'll carry it, if you don't mind. the
3: well, coal would be incredibly useful for crafting, so...
1: Nug has up to 125, so... If I ever need to offload something to you, I will. Because his armor and stuff is a bit heavy. Mm.
0: So you found this stuff, you found the cart, what do you want to do?
1: The question
3: is, do we want to do anything about it, or should we just, like bury the bones
1: and move on i suppose we i mean we found it's bill's trading company yeah yeah Uh, do we find any actual like papers licensure permits that know specifically who this was it might not have been bill himself it could have been one of his workers
0: uh i mean i'll say tomard has met bill before he's a human uh, I know that skeleton Bill himself, and it was his own little side business. Not even
2: God himself uh, could kill Bill. Bill, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Bill uh-huh. was a uh, like single trader kind of guy, traveler trader. I didn't have a girlfriend. No, or a boyfriend. Well, he had several girlfriends that didn't know about each other. <gasps> oh, he deserved oh. This.
2: oh, he's a player. He
1: deserved this. Bill, uh, Bill, Bill. But this is Bill, and, and Bill has he's passed dead. on. We'll yeah. kill Bill. Something killed Bill. Yeah, we're got to make sure we're a bit careful now. so uh, whatever got him could get us if it's still in the area. You see, Dyer chickens these are territorial lot, so we've got to watch out. And there may be more than one. Oh, of course.
0: All righty. So you're just gonna you're gonna take care of the cart and the body and move on.
1: Let's go. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. So uh, as you're moving on, uh, the day progresses. Uh, it gets to be. Uh, the afternoon, sun is high in the sky, you're still working your way through the mountains and the different like cuts in it and everything. Uh, you come around a bend, uh, and you're actually starting your descent on the other side of the
1: Kestrel Mountains now. Um, I, I would like to note real quick, yeah. uh, as you're mm-hmm. describing this, Nug has his loaded crossbow out, and he's riding passenger again. Can, okay.
3: can I, I have the same with my um, bow ready to go. A loaded yeah.
1: bow. So well,
3: you're on you know, edge. just ready. I don't
0: you're know. nervous uh, as you're, like, walking and sitting in the cart and everything. Uh, but then something's gonna happen. Because none of you made good awareness does checks. It, does it mm-hmm. have to happen? What you think is an, a normal day. You're on edge, you know. You just saw a dead body. Uh, you saw what looks to be some sort of monster attack.
1: Listening for the great bagoks around.
0: Yeah. Trying to keep an ear out, but none of you made those awareness checks.
1: Mm.
0: And... You think you feel like this, like the shade of a cloud passing overhead and you don't think much about mm. it, and then you remember and it's too late. Uh-oh. Oh no. Tearing down from the sky at you guys is what looks like a giant
2: chicken. Chicken.
0: Yes! Yes! A giant rooster, in fact, with huge oh, claws. No. And it looks a cockatrice? It may be. Like this.
1: A cockatrice. Oh. I knew it
0: (laughs) And that's where we'll pick up next time (laughs) That was
1: right (laughs) A flying creature?
3: No Damn it So glad I have a distance (laughs) weapon Tune in
0: for the dire chicken fight Goodness we (laughs)
1: Next time (laughs) We should have done the silver We should have done the silver
0: I'm sure not silver plating your weapon Will have no negative effects whatsoever Uh. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D, gallon. You can also tweet at us using the hashtag thirdgallon, and we are on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of this podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfi, and you can find more of his work at youtube.com slash Michael music and you can support his awesome work at patreon.com slash Michael Gelfie. Our theme music for this season was composed by Alexander Nakarada. You can find more of his work at serpentsoundstudios.com and support him at patreon.com slash a nakarada. That's patreon.com a-n-a-k-a-r-a-d-a.